0: asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life like marriage and divorce, kids in college. Death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and/or markets on this show show that past performance is not indicative of future results thanks for tuning in
1: welcome back to McNamara on money my name is Justin McNamara alongside Michael McNamara by phone today uh, and we are running a plan. Again, we do that a lot here on McNamara Financial, but we think it's, we think it's pretty important to uh, to understand the, the retirement planning process. So we're going to go through uh, yet another one here on the radio. So you still with me, Mike, you're still with me.
2: I, I am, and I did a little research. We'll have some fun with during the break here, myself. Oh, you some, yes, you indeed. Some, do some Googling? Well, no, well, I did. But, <laughs> okay, but just a couple of quick things. We were talking about, you know, saving for college. And uh, so, by the way, Okay, uh, if uh, Joe and Jane put approximately $2,500 a year away for each of their kids and earn that 4%, Yeah. Okay. Uh, in 18 years, when Todd's ready to go to school, there's $38,000 in that account. Okay. Four percent. Okay. Which, uh, I, you know, I'm I'm using 25 or 26,000 as a UMass cost today. So in today's dollars, that's not a year and a half of college. Right. By the way uh, if you earned a whopping seven percent, okay, you only have $45,000, and that's still not two years of UMass in today's dollars. So so these folks are going to be coming into some surprises about college costs, more than likely in a few minutes here, and I just want to... Brace our audience for that.
1: That's right. That's yes, I right. should. I, I should have mentioned that. I, I think anyone who sort of had done the math in their heads, uh, twenty five hundred dollars is not all that much money, right? I mean, you only get to twenty five grand in savings over ten years, and yep. you know, yep. you, so you don't. You don't even get to fifty in saved assets by the if you had started at, you know, at age zero for a kiddo, uh, yep. and you know, at that at that savings number you're probably, you know, you have to have an awfully high return, which you're, you know, honestly, if you're, you know, you're, you're really not almost allowed to get inside of a 529 plan, right? The, the 529 uh, universe is is very, very restricted as far as investment options go. Uh, I think for some, probably some, some good reasons, it is, uh, you know, it's a very specific type of money. And so you really aren't looking at making, you know, the average 529 plan, does not earn all that much in return at least relative to maybe some other things if you're if you're being particularly aggressive right you know most five twenty nine assets are are invested in age based portfolios there certainly are some that have customizable options where you can be aggressive but um, i don 't think you should plan on a very high rate of return for five twenty nine plans because it's just not you know you, the, the the time structure of it um, leads most people to be more conservative and, and, indeed, leads most plans to force people to be more conservative than, than, you know, maybe you might be in, say, your retirement plan, okay? Yep. Or your yep. Robinhood account.
2: Yep, there you go. Or, or your Bitcoin uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pocket. That's book. right.
1: There's right. no Bitcoin fund in any of the 529s. I can, <laughs> I, I can assure you of that one. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so, I, I mean, I do have, and I'll pull up my... Um, let me get back to that page here where we talk about. It. Yeah, so, I mean, in this case, I did have that, you know, the, these folks did put their inheritance in. So let me go through the actual education stuff that I put in. So I, I, I had these, uh, I had both Todd and Tom starting at um, at age 18. Okay, yep. so, uh, yep. you know, so no no gap years for them. Yep. And I had $32,000 Per year. I think that's, you know, kind of an expensive, maybe an expensive state school, uh, something in that ballpark. But I I, put, I don't know where actually I got that one. Well,
2: that's in today's it. dollars. Probably not an expensive state school in 12 years.
1: All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah but we, that, we're inflating, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I had I had thirty-two grand per year, maybe, and you know maybe that's, you know that might be half of a private school, right? So, so you know somewhere yeah. in that thirty thousand dollars. That, that's half of a
2: private and, school today. Yeah, never exactly. mind.
1: Twelve years, right? Yeah. So we you know we'll we'll often see folks, because when you're when kids are as young as they are, it's hard. You know, similar to. A person who is 45 and trying to plan their retirement. When a, when a child is three and you're trying to plan their college, you, you run into the same things where, you know, I have no idea what, what college is going to cost. I don't know what, what type of student they're going to be. I don't know what type of, you know, income we're going to have as a, you know, as a family when college rolls around. Uh, and so, we, you know, we, we, we sort of often see people kind of maybe shooting for, all right, well, maybe I'll try to fund a state school uh, with savings. And then, you know, if I need to, you know, kick in some more money, if, if they end up, you know, that they're uh, they're a great student. They want to go to a, you know, a great school, and it's a private school, and we have to pay a bunch of money for it. Then we can figure the rest out later, you know, using loans and and you know having the having the kids kick in and all that good stuff. Right. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I again, that was my I think that was my my thinking was about about half of a private school. Um, we'll, we'll do thirty two grand a year. Again, we do have this subject to inflation. I suppose yep. we should talk about education inflation uh, at the moment. I just have this. Running at a standard inflation amount. Um, okay. Do you have thoughts on that? Do you want to change that?
2: Uh, n- you know, I don't know. Um, let's be nice and leave it like it is. All I think that's probably. On, although you know, more and more things are heading out on, in the online world. There's actually some progress made in call it costs going down due to internet stuff. So okay, yeah, maybe maybe it is three.
1: I mean, I I have uh, the the most recent. Uh, you know, I just, I I was just poking around online here. And I think uh, the, the, from 93 to 2001 was one number I found the inflation rate on education was 4.55%. That's actually, I think, down, you know, when when we, when we used to have this discussion, you know, you know, 10, 15 years ago, the number was, I think, significantly higher. We used to be, you know, we used to be running like a five or six percent rate. I mean, I, again, I do think that, that, really has to come down um you can't price everyone out of the market so i I, more recently i have been just using a standard inflation figure for um for education because i I think you know at at some point right i mean if you if you do this long enough and you and you keep inflation at higher than uh, than, cpi um, okay all right, I'm going on and on. All right. Uh, okay, so I'll just use a, a normal inflation number. But we can. I, but again, that's the kind of thing you can mess around with, and you can say, well, hey, what if we use four percent as opposed to three, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. All righty.
2: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, and again, we're going to, we're going to have them each do four years. Just for your information, um, uh, for, for Todd, so Todd is six and he's going to school at 18. So his $32,000 a year, but the, the projected cost at 3% inflation, uh, is $190,000. If it was, you know, 5% inflation, the projected cost would be, uh, two, almost $250,000. So it's, a, I mean, it's a pretty big difference in- you know the longer you have between the actual time frame and and you know yep. uh and when you need the money uh it's pretty substantially different uh for tom tom uh his projected costs two hundred and eight thousand dollars because he's three years younger um so he has more inflation and again if he gets five percent inflation uh his uh, his cost is going up to almost 290 grand so uh it's a big it's a big factor it's, it's unfortunate unfortunately it's not predictable stuff. but yeah. uh, again just another reason to, to Start early. Okay. All right. So that's my education stuff. Uh, do you want to jump to? We shouldn't do any results. Yeah. You want to jump into cash flow first, or you want to? Yeah, you want to do all I the wanna, results all at one I time? Wanna,
2: I want to see if we can nail down expenses for these folks. But maybe just as a lump sum by and large, just to keep yeah. it simple, because I'm not sure. I mean, if, if you if you look at their cash flow, okay, uh, and pay their taxes. Yep. Uh, and, and, you know I mean they have to have the if you if you counted the mortgage payment and if you counted the real estate taxes separately. Yep. What what are all their other expenses? Uh, let's put it this way. Uh, what what are all
1: their other expenses come to? So I have $8,000 per month in my in the software here. And that does not include okay. any so I do I do have these folks, you know, they have some life insurance, uh, they have a mortgage and they have their education expenses those are all outside of their sort of you know sort of standard annual living expenses and i'm just you know again i'm i'm just simplifying you know they they're they're not budgeters but they sat down and they said oh you know what i think if i take out my mortgage and my you know a few a few payments here and there then um we spend about eight grand a month ninety-six thousand bucks a year
2: yeah, okay. Yeah, and by the way, uh, so yeah, I just needed kind of a lump sum idea. By the way, Justin, this is on the Internet. It must be true. Okay, uh, take a guess at the
1: average cost to raise a
2: kid to age 18 <laughs> right in this country. Take a guess. Per year,
1: to, to, I'm sure. I'm sure you've given this one to me in the last six months. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Not
2: bad. Twelve thousand nine hundred eighty dollars per year, or two hundred thirty-three thousand to age eighteen. Okay. So by the way, there's like twenty-six thousand dollars worth of kid expenses. Okay. In that. Yeah, uh, eight thousand dollars a month. That's all. That's sort of a thing, and that would make sense. So, may- maybe they are both driving Maseratis. I'm not sure, and that may sound like a lot of money to <laughs> folks, but you know, the, the folks who are making that money probably don't think it's very much money. So everything's relative, you know.
1: Yep. But anyway.
2: Yep. Okay. All right. So, so eight thousand dollars a month or ninety six a year. Okay, and that's x the mortgage and real estate taxes. Then is that basically what it is?
1: That's right. Now, you know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't even have real estate taxes in here, and you know, what? I think I have them at a slight deficit. So I, I'm I guessed on my. We're yeah. gonna okay. we're gonna bump down their expenses to maybe let's see. We're gonna put them at seventy seventy five hundred dollars per month. All right. All right. And,
2: and by the way, the, and their kid expenses are two thousand bucks per month, according to this. Uh, Yep. The the plutusfoundation.org just in case people are doubting my my truth <laughs> here. So anyway, yeah, okay, so I get it. Okay, so so that's what they cost and I guess my point in making that is that so when it comes to projecting retirement expenses, they're not going to have any clue about what they want to do or travel. So right. if they could just keep their expenses the same in retirement, they'd free up 25 grand. If they didn't have to support their kids, in right. Retirement, and then we can count that as fun in retirement. Just to, to make a point here, that's all.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, again, these are the kind of things where it's it's hard. I think certain things just sort of work out uh, from a planning perspective. You know, one is having home equity as part of you know it, you know most people's plans involve having home equity. And uh, which is certainly helpful if you get into a pinch later in retirement. You know, another one is you know when the kids do leave. You know, there's such a there's such a, a substantial expense, which sort of peaks right <laughs> sort of in the yeah, pre retirement. Yeah. You know, if you take it, if you take someone's you know normal quote unquote life cycle, right? They you know if if you did have kids, the the peak expense of a kid is usually right before you know in those pre retirement years where you're you know you're you're paying for all the kids stuff, and then you throw on college. Right yep. at the end, and then you know that sort of ends, and I think it just sort of works out where you can say, "All right, well, what, what am I going to do with all of this extra money?" You know, that is something that can be put into you know maybe a well, well, maybe I don't have to pull that out and then add back in fun or travel. I'd like to spend more money probably on myself when I hit that when I hit that time of my life. So yeah. we'll yep. just you know roll those funds and and assume that I'm going to I'm going to have a more enjoyable lifestyle or consume more stuff once those kids get out and I get done with all those payments.
2: Yeah, preserve your lifestyle now adjust for inflation minus kids. Yep. You know, that le- at least it's a working hypothesis so they get further down the road with some more details, you know.
1: Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So again, it's at $7,500 a month. They are, let's see there. Do they have a surplus? No, they, yeah, they do. They, yeah. So they have a, they have a few extra bucks left over. Um, you know, their, their combined incomes, we had them at, you know, 170 grand per year. And, you know, we have all their expenses and everything adding up to about 100, you know, including taxes, right, which, they're, which are, you know, in their case, pretty substantial. They make pretty good incomes, including all their savings that they're putting away. You know, they're saving for, their, you know, they're saving for retirement. They're saving for the kids' college. And they have, um, surprise, surprise, because we, because we scheduled it this way, a couple thousand dollars left at the end of the year. So not a whole lot of extra cash flow to play with. All right. But
2: so you're pretty close, basically. Pretty all close. Right. So, yeah, Okay. So, uh, all right. So, what are you going to do with that? Just stick it in the five twenty nines and call it call it break even for now.
1: Well, or I mean, I think I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I think now is sort of the point you would get to when, you know, we would we would try to figure out well. You know, now we sort of know where they are, what they're doing, and then I think it's you need to get to some results. I think before you actually decide, you know, all right, well, what am I? What can I do? You know, where where am I? Where am I at relative to retirement? Where am I at relative to education? Because you know, maybe I have some flexibility in these expenses. Maybe we can spend less as a family. Uh, There's a lot we can we can change, but I think. I think when folks are, you know, when folks are sitting down with us, they're kind of looking for help prioritizing that because it really yeah. is not yeah. obvious, right? I mean, and people know that they should be saving for college, they know that they should be saving for retirement, but they're not they don't necessarily know where they stand in relation to to specific goals and therefore they don't they don't know what to do, you know, if they if they need to kind of re, you know, either reallocate their capital now or or recalibrate their, you know, their future assumptions and goals. Um, and you you need to kind of have a better idea where you stand, I think, before you start to make those decisions. So I think that's probably what I would do. Um, I would take a brief, I think just maybe just a a brief, we did put some life insurance in here. I don't know you know, I don't know how much time you want to spend on it. I gave, I gave them, I gave Joanne, Jane, they just have million dollar term policies, right? Yeah. They're not, they're not, they you know, they're only paying, they're paying a thousand dollars a month. Uh, they have a term policy. It's gonna, uh, you know, so if they die, um, basically they're trying to get their kids through college and, you know, they, they have the kind of the classic term policy. Well, let me, let me, let me ensure my, uh, my work while I am, uh, you know, while my kids are young. And then if I, you know, if I die when I'm 55, well, it's, it's not the end of the world for them. And my, my, my surviving spouse can sort of re, uh, you know, reassess things at that time.
2: Yeah. Let, I don't know how much time you out, spend of the, out of the math right now. We can, if we have some time, we can get to that. Uh, yeah. let's just assume they live to their life expectancy and not worry about that. Cause we may have some time restraints here going down here.
1: Okay. 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 Uh, all right, let's see here. Okay. All right. So you want to look at why don't we start with I think uh, why don't we start with college anyway? I mean maybe maybe more folks would want to start with with retirement or let me actually do you have a preference on where we start as far as retirement or I, I think, I think, all people,
2: is, I think yeah. people should deal with with college before they get to retirement so so i mean but but they should interconnect so however you want to approach that i mean okay I don't think you can i don't think you can plan for retirement okay without planning for college and figuring out what your number is that you can actually pay for for college. So okay. uh, if you want to connect those two together.
1: Yeah, let me, well, let me, we, we have about, let's see, we have about five, six minutes before the break here. So why don't we do, we might be able to, we might be able to uh, talk about college in that time. And then and then okay. in our last half hour here, we can go through some retirement scenarios. We've got to talk a little bit about social security and all that fun stuff. So um, yeah. let's do, briefly anyway, uh, some college projections, right? So, you know, I'm going to jump back to where we were. We do have, um, you know, in their, in their original set of plans, they said to themselves, well, we have this inheritance. It's, it's, you know, a hundred thousand dollars. Why don't we assume that's going to be used for college? You know, we'll, we'll allocate half of that to Todd, half of that to Tom. We'll get it invested and, uh, you know, then we'll supplement That amount uh, by adding to our 529 plan, and so when when I run that report again, you know you have you know you essentially you're starting with hundred thousand dollars and you are um, you're adding you know twenty five five thousand dollars. Per year, total twenty five hundred per each kid. Yep. When you go through that, you you know you there's no no surprise here. They they are not able to fund college. You know, per your math, uh, you know you had them saving at about you know maybe one year of a of a public school. When we add in the hundred grand that they have, they get to about two years. Um, they get to about I'm sorry. No, they get to about three years per kid so they do have shortfall they essentially you know they're they're able to save a, a decent chunk of change uh, with the 100,000 included but they fall short one year for each one of them right so that last year they run out of cash funding a Public school education again at about thirty-two thousand dollars, right? So the, those first two years they're good. The third year for each kid, they you know they have a little bit of a short pa- uh, shortfall, and then that last year they are out of bullets, and they need to go and you know and they need to go and find um, you know thirty thirty-five thousand dollars depending on where they are with inflation. So Joe and Jane are in shock. They're in shock. Well, I think they probably they may maybe they knew that, yeah. um, and so they are they they do come up short on. On that one, and again, we wouldn't tell them to necessarily change anything, right? Because we don't know how retirement is going to come out, and, and you need to get both of those results first. But um, I think, in short, you have to you, you you generally have to save a lot of money in order in order to cover all of college because the the cost is so substantial. It's yeah. a it's a pretty big ongoing commitment, and in this case, we don't have any. You know, they they may well have extra cash flow when they get. You know, in, in in another ten years, because they may you know maybe they make more money, but in the current scenario, there's really no money for that and there's no place that they can go to get it. Mm. So how no. do you if you're if you're in their shoes, how do you how we do we you feel do, about that? <laughs> how do you think how do you well how how would they start let's let's uh ooh. Let's ask you what's what's their personality. I'm gonna I'm gonna have you give them a personality. Is their personality that hey you know what we're gonna pay for that college and uh, if we have to change our retirement plans, that's fine. Or are they in the well you know what they're gonna have to they're gonna have to deal with that on their own. That's all we can do, and we'll do our best. And then you know from there it's it's gonna be their responsibility. So what kind of what personality you want to give them?
2: I, I would say that let's say they want to do the best for their kids and they're willing to make some retirement plan trade-off. So okay, let's have let's have them work a two or three more years and see how that looks. How does that sound?
1: Okay, well, that, well, yeah. I well, mean, so well, number one is what they would need to do is they need to save more money, right? Yeah, uh, okay. So we'll we'll head in there, and I will give them some. I got to reduce savings. some
2: expenses here, basically, huh?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, so we either have to reduce, you know, we're we're gonna go negative uh, when we add this, you know. Let's let's double their savings. Let's say they say, oh, you know what? Maybe we can get to five hundred, uh, you know, five thousand dollars per year per kid, and we can see what that does to us, right? So okay. we're twenty five hundred,
2: so yeah. Okay, so they're going to cut their expenses someplace by five grand. That's
1: right. All right. Yes, to be determined where it is. Yeah. Um, but let's see how much we can. Let's let's see how much of the gap we can close by adding, by doubling our savings. All right. That's a pretty. That's a pretty good. Pretty good number to get to. Let's see. Here's my education you're report.
2: You're feeling good about this, my son? I think this is going to probably work. Let's
1: see about that. I think it'll be close. I don't know. Let's see. I don't have my mouse with me. I have to use the little little keypad, so. Okay. Uh, All right, so I'm going to do. So we're just
2: looking at the college goal. We haven't got to retirement yet, basically.
1: That's right. right? Yeah, we didn't have a ton of time before the break. Yeah, that's okay. So I thought we we could probably figure that out. Oh, man, no, we're still not that close. Another five grand, you know, doesn't doesn't help all that much. We're going to have to go even higher. Let's see.
2: Wow. Are Joe and Jane ready to work an extra year or two? Or are they going to scrunch?
1: What do you think? Huh? I don't know. Well, we're going we're gonna, to. I'm going to tell them what the, how how their cash flow changed in a minute. Uh, so we'll do now. They're up to tripling their savings. So they they have to do seventy-five hundred per per kid. That's, that's probably not realistic for, for most people.
2: Maybe they could grab another five. Maybe. Yeah. But Who
1: knows. Yeah, that gets them closer. That still actually doesn't get them all the way there. Uh, But they are, you know, they're they're getting pretty close they're only they're only fallen only fallen short by you know maybe ten or ten grand or so give well, or
2: then, then, tell you what let's let's say they're taking a breath and say we'll leave that on the kids it's close enough for government work okay How's that? All, all right that sound all right
1: that's great all, all, right. Right. all, all right. right
2: so they had that they had to scrounge up five grand of expenses and make them go away to get uh, what 85 or 90 percent of the college going
1: yep Yep.
2: Okay. They did. And, and you know that's that's good enough of a guess for that far down the line anyway
1: basically, right? So yeah, we're good. All right. Okay. I think so. All right. Okay. So let's see yeah, but, yeah, unfortunately, when, you know that that 10 grand, they had a little bit of a cushion, right? They were saving a couple of grand a year, maybe two, you know, two or three. Uh, now they're now they're in the hole by 7,000 bucks per year. And they need to figure out how to close that gap because that's going to going to eat into their savings account. So uh, I think we're going to figure that out probably after the break.
0: This is Alyssa McNamara-Reed with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Here's what people want to know about me. Are you a fiduciary? Are you independent and thus are your recommendations for me in my best interest? Are your costs reasonable? Can you help me with my money and making a plan for my future? Fortunately, the answer to all of those questions is yes. Call my office to find out more. 781-834-2010. Welcome back to McNamara on Money.
1: My name is Justin McNamara. Alongside, via phone today, Michael McNamara. And we're running a financial plan, a retirement plan for Joe and Jane. And uh, we are we are in the middle of discussing their college. And they and we've, we've just informed them that they are... Uh, going to come up a little bit short on college under their current under their original plans, and they decided that they were going to save a bunch more money, and uh, try to cover try to cover that cost of college for their uh, for their kids at least for a state yep. school, and yep. uh, now we have just some decisions to make, don't we?
2: Yeah. What What do we have for monthly expenses? Was it seven thousand eight hundred? What was it? Monthly? Seven thousand
1: five hundred dollars a month.
2: Seven thousand five hundred. Okay. So so I, I'm going to just check here. So seven thousand five hundred. Okay. Times twelve. Okay, and, and how much more do they have to scrounge up?
1: They need to scrounge up another $10,000 a year. So we're talking okay. about $800 a month.
2: Yeah, so that, by the way, so, so their expenses are 90000 If you divide 10 by 90, I just want to put this in perspective. That's like an 11% reduction in your expenses. That's a, that's a big number. Yep. OK, when you're talking about a percentage, OK, uh, so, so this is this is not going to be easy, I don't think. But, you know, in, in the real world to scrounge up and reduce your expenses by 10 percent, you know, if uh, if they have a country club membership and a yachting club membership and drive expensive cars, maybe and go golfing all the time, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe they can cut their expenses 10 percent. If they're just getting by with two kids right now. Maybe they can't. You know who knows?
1: It depends. Yep.
2: Okay. Ain't going to be easy. Is where I'm going with that.
1: No, no, it's not. No, it's yeah. I mean, and, and again, I, I think you know, your average uh, your average person does need to make some sacrifices somewhere, right? You know, I think I think there are very few of us who are um, who are able to do. Everything that they'd like, financially speaking, um, you know, and even as your income grows, even 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 for higher net worth, higher income folks, I think a lot of them find themselves in a similar situation because, again, you you know, you most people want to maximize their consumption ability, and they they tend to live uh, at least at the upper end. Of uh, of their ability to spend money, that's just kind of a. It's kind Let of me a,
2: write that down. I'm going to make a note of that, Justin. Let me write that down. Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> uh, all right. So that's where you know. So that's sort of where they uh, that's where they are. So you know, I, I think before we start making some, we, we're going to need to make some retirement projections. I think before we, um, you know, before we tell them, you know, where we're going to grab that money. I mean, in theory, right? I mean, if we go back to their savings, they, you know, they they could probably fund. A decent amount of that from their retirement savings, right? I mean, they they are putting some money into their retirement plans. In theory, if they had saved enough money already to to be able to retire, uh, they could cut back on their retirement savings. And I, I doubt that's going to be the actually be the yeah, case.
2: We, we we don't know that yet, basically.
1: That's right. right. Okay. Okay. Got it. So we All should right. so take a brief kind of a foray into uh, into retirement plan. And I think we want to probably discuss Social Security quickly because that's going to be a big part of their retirement plan picture. Sure. Okay. Good with that.
2: Yeah, so so basically we've got them up short of their goal. Yep. But they had to find $5,000 to make that work. Is what you're saying, right? That, that, that's kind of where we are. That's right. Right, right. now. Okay, they had to find so five, yeah, they, no, can, they had so to
1: find $10,000.
2: Okay, 10,000. They had to find 10 to come But up they had there. they had okay, a few wow. they
1: had a few extra bucks. So they they they're in the hole about $7,500. Okay. All just all right. Right, all right now based on their so, plans.
2: So that's for College, but now we're going to get to retirement and see how they're doing there. Okay, yeah. yep, let's we're
1: going to see All what right. what uh, what they need to, I guess, what they need to change here. Yep. Uh, so I'm just going to go. You know, I'll, I will go briefly. We have the we have social security in there. We're just going to have social security calculate their income, right? We'll, we'll say, we'll assume that there have been, uh, you know, they, they've had relatively steady incomes and, uh, they're going to, you know, we'll just have our software calculate it. They'll, they'll, you know, it's going kind of make an inflation adjustment. So, uh, for, let's see, for, where's Joan here. So for Joe, we have a benefit of, let's see, uh, at retirement his projected social security benefit is $2400 a month okay okay and we'll have him use that well we can that's his at retirement age and if it if his full retirement age benefit is $2600 a month okay okay yeah. I think I think we probably would we would probably default to having them take social security at retirement. I think is that that's, that's yeah. probably an easy an easy starting point. So okay. I, so I lost you there. So it's 2400 or 2600. Which number Well, we, we, we have him retiring a little we have him retiring at 66. So, right, so it's well, not his just, full so retirement benefit. Yeah.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah. So 2400. Yeah. Okay. Whereas how about if, uh,
1: Jane. Yeah, if Jane retires at her 64 uh, her benefit will be twenty one sixty nine per month. So we're just gonna have. I mean, that, that's just that's in the software. It's another thing that you can change. And what we'll do is we'll we'll just associate their benefit right when we when we get into detailed calculations, uh, and we get a little bit closer to. Uh, closer to retirement, we we start to be more strategic about Social Security. But I think in 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 this case where they're both retiring, you know, n- neither is retiring particularly early. I think it makes sense for us to just go ahead and say, hey, we're going to we're going to have them take Social Security whenever they retire.
2: Yeah. And by the way, just to put this in the big perspective, they're making 80 and 90. Now that's one hundred and seventy thousand a year. Both Social Security checks come to fifty five thousand. I'm rounding off. OK, Okay, we got some we got some uh, hay to make here to make this work, my
1: son. Well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, OK, so why don't we start off making making a projection on what their retirement looks like without any changes? Right. So we'll, we'll just we'll just say that they magically found that uh, that extra 10 grand um per year in order to save for the kids. Yep. And we'll just say that they're that they are able to continue where they were as far as retirement savings go, which again for them was, was uh was seven percent per year. And then we can go ahead and, and see and figure out if that's gonna be enough. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um so I'm gonna I'm gonna run a couple of reports. These these do take some time. Um Let's see here.
2: I'm not liking the odds here, Justin. Let's we'll see nope.
1: how this goes. <laughs> our first projection does, you know, we we do have it look, things look relatively good. I think earlier on, uh, however, our first projection does have them have a shortfall. It's a it's a relatively modest shortfall. Only in the pa- only in the last couple of years of uh, b- before they're you know essentially at. Uh, at Jane's age 88, do they run out of money? Right. So there's not a lot of shortfall. At least it looks like there's decent odds of success uh, without any volatility in the in in the report. But again, there's obviously going to be investment volatility. So we've we've probably told the Monte Carlo. Why don't you why don't you explain Monte Carlo briefly while I poke around in the software and then we can sure. Uh, well, when okay. I get the result uh, back, well, I'll let you know.
2: We we have some history, folks, on the performance of stocks and and bonds, you know, in in different portfolios. And basically, uh, if you can look back in time and see how volatile stocks are between the highs and the lows on a yearly basis, okay. What the Monte Carlo does is it. Creates a thousand, or well, we'll, we'll use a. We can thousand,
1: choose. Thousand. We can choose our. No, I, I went with five hundred, and I think I'm going right, to next fine. time I run it, I'm going to put it a little lower because it's taken a while.
2: So, so we could ask the software to model five hundred different in possible investment outcomes based on the volatility of stocks. Uh, By the way, you you can go broke earning an average of 5% a year, or you can be very rich earning an average of 5% a year, depends on a lot of things. So if you retire and the world falls apart for five years and markets go south, well, your odds just got lower. If you retire and for the next five years, markets go bonkers, well, your odds just got higher. Well, you know, there's a whole lot of different potential scenarios. Based on historical volatility, uh, there's some pretty sophisticated co- software called Monte Carlo analysis, based in gambling by technology folks, and it's just a guess about what the chances are of not running out of money before you run out of life, sort of a thing. So it's a probability analysis. And uh, has Monty spoken yet, my son? Are we still working on that?
1: Uh, yes, Monty has spoken, and okay. uh, you know the odds were not great. Uh, retirement odds of success, uh, again, with no changes. And this is even, you know, there's still negative they're, they're still negative cash flow because we haven't made any adjustments yet. Uh, yep. We we got, you know, it's close to a coin flip, 45% chance that this all works out for them. So I would say oh. probably not not great.
2: All right. All right. So we got to go to plan B here, right? Okay. <laughs> I think
1: we do have to go to plan B, yeah.
2: All right. So by the way, so we kind of assumed that there was twelve or $13,000 per kid that they're spending now and that we just left that in there and would call that fun and retirement, but it didn't work. Didn't work. Okay. So why don't we cut that in half and shrink their retirement expenses by 12 or $13,000 and just, uh, you know, and, and hopefully one kid's costs, okay, will be enough for them to live happily ever after and have some fun stuff. Sort okay. Of thing. So so let's. I'm doing this by kid. So see how, how
1: that works. So okay. you want you want to sunset our retirement expenses, yeah. Yeah. our our normal expenses, and we we're going to have make uh, them
2: about thirteen thousand dollars smaller. Okay, which was in effect the third, We we just lost one kid in that. I'm making a guess about expenses in the future.
1: That's okay. All right. Okay. So I'm gonna. I'm by gonna the way,
2: to, folks, we, in the real world, we may not be able to make that assumption, but we're just doing an academic thing here. So go ahead. Yep. Okay. I yeah, so uh, reduce their expenses by 13 grand in retirement. It'll, we'll gain some traction here, but I'm not sure how much.
1: All right. Okay. All right. Well, let's. How about How about we just do a thousand a month because we're go, We're at okay, uh, sure, 65. Closer. Yeah. All right. So yeah. we'll go down to 6500 dollars per month. We'll start that at retirement. And then we yeah, will.
2: And, and the assumption was this is fun money we're playing with, which used to be what you spent on your kids. All right, so we just cut it in half. That didn't work. I'm sorry. We, we just assumed a full retirement equal to two kid costs. That didn't work. So now we're going down to cutting that fun budget in half. Okay, uh, and and leaving you know twelve or thirteen thousand dollars in this budget for fun stuff. And now we're going to see how that what the that, that look like. Okay. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What did Monty
1: say? I don't know. It's thinking. I only did I did okay. two hundred and fifty scenarios this time around, so hopefully okay. we'll get a, a return uh, quicker. Yeah. I mean, and again, we can so, so we can start here. Uh, you know, th- there's there's lots that you can change in. Uh, you know, you can you can figure out. Oh, look at that! a big that's a big difference. We we managed to get to uh, an eighty plus percent success rate by cutting our retirement spending by a thousand dollars per month.
2: Okay. 80 plus is like 81 or 89. Which one are you talking about? Uh, low 80s, 83. Low 80s. Okay. So how did Joe and Jay- Jane feel about that?
1: What do you think? I think they feel okay about that. I mean, I guess the question is how do Joe and Jane feel about spending less? Right. Um, yeah. Versus right. So they, you know, now, now we would have the conversation. Well, all right, we you know one option. I think, let me, let me go back. We're, I think if we met with them and we saw if they were in fact 45 running, running, you know, a relatively detailed retirement plan here, we would feel decent about, 80%, 80%, right, especially with the with the amount of potential flexibility that they do have, right? I mean, they're, they're yeah. you know, maybe they're not flexible on how much, you know, we have them earn in their retirement plans, right, and how aggressive they might be with their investments. Um, but they have some flexibility, you know, uh, you know, that we don't have any part time work in here They we have them retiring, uh, you know, fa- at fairly, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't maybe maybe 66 64 isn't all that young, but w- there are a lot of folks now as as you know kind of health improves in our society that that are able to work uh you know past their mid 60s and so i think maybe they feel okay about that it's just a matter of if that's the trade-off i think that they want to make um versus you know do they want to think about being more you know getting more aggressive in the in their investments or do they want to think about you know maybe working longer or working part time
2: yeah you know and so so this is kind of an inflection point in the meeting here about, well, you know, what do you, how, do you, how do you feel and what do you think so far? So, so a couple of things. So, so um, at, at this point in the meeting, maybe instead of Joe and Jane just handing us our, we spend $7,500 a month, maybe we say, look, you know, you know we, we, we'd like to get a little bit more uh, accurate and complete data. How about you go home and try to break out your expenses in great detail? Okay. Uh, see how that looks, uh, and and you know maybe we can get a more accurate picture than the one big number for the expenses sort of a thing. So that would be a possibility. By the way, uh, that would also I, I would encourage them to do that because you know we just defined fun in retirement as ten or twelve thousand dollars. Well, you know I, I would guess I would ask them, can you have fun in retirement on whatever that number is? adjusted for inflation. And, and yep. if they started lo- and if they started looking at what either they had for hobbies or would like to have for hobbies or how much they would travel, you know, if you can get specific about the expenses or if you can do some research about travel costs and stuff and then adjust by inflation, you can have a better idea about how you feel about that. That's, that's where I'm going with that. Okay. So I would tell them, you know, do, do a little bit more work, try, try to break out the expenses. Okay. Uh, and, and then, you know, you know, we're talking about your fund here. Let's see if that works. By the way, the mortgage is also going to go away. That buys us some, some slack in this thing, correct?
1: Well, that's, imbe- yeah, mor- that's, that's, that's embedded in this here. So their mortgage does go away, yeah. but, yeah, that's, that's in, our, in our percentages, so it's not necessarily yeah, – I mean, I guess, yeah, there's more money to be spent, um, certainly, when the mortgage does go away. But um, that doesn't mean they have un- unlimited funds and, you know, they may have other stuff to do with that.
2: Well, yeah, and, that, and that's why, you know, I, it's, I guess if, you, if you're working with younger folks and they're so far away from retirement – you know, maybe you can work with a big number like this monthly. But the closer you get to retirement, the more detail you'd like about that so that you can get more refined about these guesses sort of a thing. So I would, I would tell Joe and Jane, you know, I don't know how you feel about it, but if you want to break out your expenses and take a look at what you're doing for fun now and actually think and talk about what you might do in retirement, they might feel better or worse after they do that. But at least they have given it some more thought is where I'm coming from. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I think the other the other thing that they're probably going to run into is when college comes. What happens if uh, Todd or Tom want to go to private schools? Are we going right. to deny that to them. Or how's that going to work? That's a that's an inflection point here too in life and in finances. So sure. think about that.
1: Yeah. I mean that's uh, that's uh, again that's the kind of thing where where, where again I. I think you know, even though you know, these this couple is making you know one hundred seventy thousand dollars. It it's, it maybe sounds like a lot when you put it in the context of a of a you know of a, a full four year private school education. And the amount of money that you actually need to save to fund that, you know, there you, you, you get up against, you know, kind of the limits of your resources pretty quickly when you're talking about funding, right? I mean, if you're, you know, if, if we use the most expensive private schools right now, you know, even, even if we, I know there are, there are some that charge more than uh, 75 grand a year, but if we use 75 grand a year times eight, um, you know that's a that's an awfully big number. You're talking about six hundred thousand dollars before in you know before any inflation uh, wow. may kick it up even higher on you if if education inflation does you know continue to outpace core inflation. So, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a gigantic expense. And, you know, there are certainly folks who can, who can afford to save it all, but, you know, the the vast, vast majority of folks, I think are, are, you know, their, their their fight is to try to, you know, to pay for as much of college as possible. And, you know, the reality is, is that I don't think the average person is is able to fund that, you know, certainly. I mean, you throw on, um, you know, uh, grad school after that, it gets even worse, right?
2: Yeah, it it does, and I, I I just think people need to be sensitized to this well before they cave into whatever their kids want for college. People ought to have an idea yeah. about what they what they can or what they choose to afford, you know, to pay for college. I mean, you can save it, you can take it out of your cash flow, or you can borrow it. Those are the only three things. Most people can't save enough. Okay, you know, I was just thinking. So th- these folks, their living expenses are ninety thousand dollars. A, month, a year by the way, that wouldn't pay for two private school education that wouldn't pay for a private school and a public school education for two kids right now
1: right <laughs> I, I,
2: think think about
1: that yeah well not after taxes certainly yeah
2: yeah, not after taxes no so so, so to put that in perspective th- th- they could spend all of their income right now paying a $60,000 private school tuition and a $30,000 public one, okay? Uh, And, you know, and that just kind of, I think, puts it in perspective in terms of how that works. So I I think it's critical for people to look at their retirement and what their obligations for college can be, should be, or are able to be before they get to the college thing, and that 's such a hard that 's just such a hard decision, but it 's a humongous expense, my son, and people sometimes just don 't know what they 're getting into when it comes to that that 's all yeah and this is this is pretty simple i mean they, they could theoretically uh, you know we 've had people walk in our door. With four, three or four hundred thousand dollar refinance mortgages at age sixty-two, because they paid for their kids' college educations, and uh, re- retirement w- wasn't exactly a rosy picture, because they decided to do that and didn't think too much about it. So I, I think the you know the the macroeconomic point here is that you have to combine what you think or you wish or you can. Pay for college with what you think or wish, or you can have your retirement look like, and they have to—they have to add up, <laughs> yep. one, one way or another, and that's so hard for people to do because you always want the best for your kids. You know what I mean? That's—that's that's a, a monumental decision. And by the way, uh, speaking uh, h- historically, uh, I would say that. Ooh, you can give me your own numbers, but of the people I work with, there's probably 70% of couples disagree about whether they should pay for everything or pay for nothing. Okay, there, there, there's some degree of difference okay, in most couples about what they want to obligate or should obligate themselves for college. So that doesn't help either when you're starting to have those discussions. That's all.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a very difficult discussion. Yeah, I mean, it's a difficult decision, which is which is again just another reason. I feel like we, you know, I say this about one topic or the other every every week. I'm sure, just yeah, another reason yeah. to to at least. Start to do the math early, right? Start this process early. Uh, the earlier that you start it and start thinking about it, the you know the the quicker you come to what you know whatever the reality is going to be for you, you'd yeah. rather know about it sooner rather than later because it's just a matter of well, all right, well uh, you know th- this is this is how much I need to save, and you you know you for, for the average person you really need the extra time earning. Again, I know you're you know most five twenty nines, and we don't project a huge rate of return on them because they tend to be more conservative, but you know any any bit of you know essentially free money that you can get which is the you know the interest on the interest that you're earning on investments is uh is awfully important just because it's you know it's so hard for most people to cover that entire expense.
2: Yeah and and, and so you know your earlier point about if you have some scenarios people can start thinking about it you know so so you know we we've got this plan together yeah, Maybe as things unfold, you know, folks, if you have one of these in place, you know, stuck in uh, some financial planner's computer, it's not like you can't revisit it every two or three years or if something really good or really bad financially happens to you so that you can make amendments. And, you know, we're talking about a humongous bunch of guesses here, but, you know, they're guesses that, at least for college, you're 12 years down the line. You know, five years from now, they're only seven years down the line. So as things get... Closer, I think you're able to make some better guesses. So by the way, so if Joe and Jane are sitting there and they're not, they're not particularly thrilled that they can't quite cover the college, yep. and they're not particularly thrilled about the 81% thing, well, let's have them each work two more years longer than they are, and see what that does to the Monte Carlo, just for yucks. Maybe you know, okay. if you can prepare people for some of the things they might have to do. Yeah, that's just that's just more information. So you got time to do that, my son? I
1: do. I think I do. yeah. We have a few more minutes. I can just run a, a few quick scenarios. I, I actually just started one while you were while you were talking. Uh, okay. I went back to their original cost, which yeah. was the forty five percent, and I and I just I thought I would take a you know take a look at what if it made a dent if they each worked an extra couple of years, right? Oh, so super, retirement, super, 68. Yeah. Um, yeah. And actually, it, it does make a, a pretty significant difference. Um, you know, their their odds of success are up to 84% with just a couple of extra years worked. So 68 and 66. Yeah. Uh, and I, did I make sure I updated my cash flow correctly? Yeah, I did. So at 75. So, I mean, if, even if they work a couple of more years then they get into a scenario where they you know they have much better odds and i think you know i i we tend to see this a fair amount uh, i don't know that, that you know all the scenarios are are as similar to this one where you get just a couple of years and you get a you know such a uh, a significant increase in odds but any any early retirement is you know, it, it just, you know, the more years that you're funding a retirement, the, the more difficult it is. And so, you know, that's just sort of the reality of the situation where, you know, it's it's hard to forecast an early retirement for folks, just because it's, you know, you're talking about, you know, maybe 30 years of, of income off of a portfolio, and yeah. that's, that's difficult to sustain. But yeah.
2: But that that doesn't mean you shouldn't be thinking about it, and at least having some big picture planning. So if you're 35 or 40 years old, and you're listening to this show, that doesn't mean you don't do it. It means you do it and start thinking about it because the more you know the more well informed you are about how all these things may look and and what choices you may have it's just just that much better I mean it's pretty simple you know the way that you solve all of your financial problems are make more spend less or work longer okay Uh, hello Yeah. okay (laughs) okay and so if it if it doesn't add up the first time those are the those are the three directions that you have for options, or you lower your retirement goals in terms of uh, you know uh, of what uh, what it is that you wish to do for fun and excitement or whatever it is sort of a thing. So, folks, it's it's math. It all has to add up. Uh, and yep, uh, sometimes I think we should just call ourselves certified financial guessers, my son, as opposed to certified financial planners. Uh, but but you know we're making some pretty good guesses. We have some pretty sophisticated software, and and we've we've done this once or twice in our lives with real people, but ho- hopefully people who are listening to us can kind of get an idea what the, what the moving pieces are here about how all that works. But please, if you're 35 or 40 years old and you're not even thinking about it, please start thinking about it because you're just going to have a more difficult time than than your parents did when they were your age going forward for a whole bunch of reasons. Yeah. So. Planning is important for some strange reason. The closer you get to retirement, the more people get serious about it. But that doesn't mean you can't look... Ahead, way ahead, and have a long-term plan. It's just, uh, it's just common sense, Jess. I think yeah. I feel like we just we're just talking to people about math and common sense most of the time. But a lot of folks just aren't uncomfortable thinking about it, or too busy to think about it. I guess.
1: All right. Well, let's let's one let's run one last scenario again. So if if okay. they I, I know that if they were sitting in your office, you would you know they would have had a conversation about. Uh, upping that risk level in their retirement Absolutely. savings, right? Absolutely. So uh, I'm only gonna, we're only gonna talk them up a bit, right? So instead yep. of uh, you know, instead of their moderate strategies, they'll they'll be you know moderately aggressive, right? So they have most of their money in the stock market, but not all of it. Uh, and then when they retire, they will they won't go down to a fully you know conservative portfolio, which is almost completely out of the stock market, but we'll you know we'll have them in a portfolio that's. Um, you know that's in that's like a 40 percent stock, sixty percent bonds that right, way. Hurry
2: up! I'm getting excited. Hurry up! We only All got right. a second
1: to do. I know. What do you got? <laughs> well, I hit the. I, I just hit the button now. So again, our baseline was a, was about a coin flip, and I just want to. You know, I, I, I'm I'm hoping this will illustrate the uh, the power of. Uh, you know, of, of yeah. compound interest and, and earning more.
2: Yeah, if your money's working as opposed to you, it's always better, Yeah, <laughs> is, is how I would put that. Or put it, we'll put it another way, if you don't have to work longer, if you don't have to spend less, or if you don't have to make more because your money's working for you, that's okay. It's perfectly legal and, uh, yep. and still okay. So what did Monty say? We got a result here yet? Come on.
1: Well, it it pumped him up to 65 percent. So it certainly helped, but it's you know it wasn't yeah. it wasn't the answer to all their problems. So again, yeah. Yeah. Like, again, like in most circumstances, there's a you know there you you have a lot of levers that you can pull to make these things uh, turn out the way you want them. And in these case in, the, in their case, they'll probably have to pull more than one. So, all right. I hear a soft music in the background. So um, great talking to you, everybody, and we'll be back next week.